I'm Kelsey Smith, a woman who has faced infertility, finally got pregnant with our miracle, faced postpartum depression, got pregnant again by the grace of God, and now have faced my first miscarriage. My husband and I have been through the ringer. And as much as I'd like to crawl up in a hole, I keep hearing the Lord whisper to me, make your mess your message. So that's why this podcast exists. My goal is to create a community where aspiring and new mamas can feel a little less alone. Nothing is off the table here. This podcast is for you. It's for me. It's for us. Welcome to Fight Back Motherhood. Hey, happy Monday, friends. Today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about marriage. And you might be thinking to yourself, okay, this is a motherhood podcast. Why are we talking about marriage? And you're right. You have a fair point there. But the thing is, is that your marriage is a very big part of your postpartum life. And I believe that this is often overlooked, especially when you become a new mom. If you don't focus on this, it can be detrimental to you in the future. So let's just dive straight on it. Let's not waste any time today. We all know that having kids not only changes our relationship with ourselves because we constantly talk about that, right? But inevitably, it's going to change the relationship that you have with your spouse. The truth is, is that things are just different after the baby arrives. And sure, you know, your love grows stronger as you stare into the eyes of this beautiful human that both of you created. And sure, you know, you're going to melt every single time you see him holding the baby and you see him, you know, making him or her laugh or you're playing with him on the floor. But there's also this whole other side to it too. And I think that this is where a lot of people get lost. And you know what's crazy? For me personally, I come from a divorced family. And I remember my mom telling my sisters and I multiple times that us three were a huge reason my parents didn't stay together. And she didn't mean it. I I would hope she didn't mean it to sound offensive But, and she wasn't pointing fingers and saying that we destroyed their marriage. But I think what the truth is, is that they both became so laser focused on us that they stopped focusing on each other. Yes, she worded that extremely poor, but I feel like that lesson with their marriage has taught me so much. And it's something that I have had to continuously focus on in the last 17 months of being a new mom. Because now that I am a parent, I realize that it was never our fault, my sister and I's fault, that their marriage didn't work out. It was 100% their fault. They chose to let it fall apart as they put all the focus on us. They chose not to spend time together. They chose not to have date nights or to get sitters or to even sleep in the same bed for that matter. That had absolutely nothing to do with us and everything to do with them. And I keep thinking to myself every single day, I never want that to happen between my husband and I. And it's honestly, truly 100% our choice if we, and making sure that it doesn't. My daughter has absolutely nothing to do with the quality of my marriage. And she is never going to be the reason or the excuse on why it does or doesn't work out. So here's what you need to understand. You might've felt some compassion you know, for my parents, when I was telling you that story, you felt some compassion for me and my sisters who may have thought over the years that, you know, we put, we put a strain on their marriage by existing. But the truth is, again, I think it was just worded poorly. 
Because at the end of the day, like, here's what we need to understand. You know, you mamas, like a love between you and your spouse becomes deeper the moment the baby is born. But soon reality is going to set in and resentment is going to start to build. You have the boobs. He doesn't. You're up every two hours. He's next to you snoring. He goes off to work or goes golfing and you're on mom duty. You clean the house and do the cooking and he's on the couch, right? These are just examples. But guys, they lead to a really pissed off mama, especially when you're extremely hormonal. And I know this because this was me. And I'm using the word was appropriately because I figured this shit out and I'm going to share it with you. Here's the reality. Quality time together is going to look a little different than it did when it was just the two of you. It's really hard to prioritize your relationship when you have this massive additional responsibility that requires so much attention. But I'm telling you right now, it has to be a priority. Your relationship with your spouse is sacred and it must be protected. So think about it right now. Has your relationship shifted at all since having kids? You know, do you believe that there needs to be a little TLC right now? Are you excited for this podcast and this opportunity to figure out how to grow closer to your spouse? If the answer is yes, let's get going. So I feel like I could do a multi-part series on this same topic because I hear from mamas about different things all the time, that they don't have time to date their spouses or they find themselves resentful or they are not letting their date the dad be a dad because they're constantly trying to butt in. So I think for today's episode's purpose, today I want to talk about communication. And I'm, the biggest thing is that like if you don't know how to communicate with your spouse, if you don't make this a priority, it's going to be really easy to let again, your relationship on the back burner and a lot of resentment creep up. I think that we as mamas have made up a belief that it's our job to do everything and two, that we are weak if we ask for help. And we also, I think a lot of times think people don't understand, especially our spouses. So here's the thing is that somewhere between that excitement of your pregnancy announcement and your baby's first steps, there can come a breakdown in communication And the thing is, is that it makes total sense. It's normal. You've both had this massive life change and your priorities seem to change overnight. You know, suddenly it's not just the two of you anymore. Suddenly you are covered and spit up and you're dealing with all kinds of new things like dirty diapers and colic. And it's the exact opposite of romantic, right? And thinking about taking a screaming baby to a restaurant sounds less than appealing, So the thing is, right off the bat, is that I totally understand that you both had things change. But just because life looks a little bit different right now doesn't mean that everything is falling apart. It just means that spawn, like being spontaneous is pretty much gone. And doing whatever you want together right now is done, right? It's going to be replaced by burp cloths and midnight wakings and all things baby. And that's why communication is so key. If you want to keep your relationship alive and thriving. So today, my hope is to give you some ways to make sure you're re-sparking the talk and clearing the air with your spouse so that way you're making that a priority as you move forward. So I have come up with a couple things, three, four, I think it's four things. Yep. Four things that my husband and I have made a priority because I am so guilty of Whenever I feel like I'm in a spot, like in a, 
I'm in a state of overwhelm, I kind of just shut down. So I have, again, had to really focus on this because while our daughter is a massive priority in our life, our marriage still takes precedence over anything else because together we are better. So number one, the first thing that Zach and I make a priority is making honest conversations a habit. And so honesty is so key. And so the thing is, I get it. Open conversation about your needs and your feelings takes a lot of time, especially for the dads, right? Um, Women are a little bit more easy with opening up and sharing how they're feeling. Men, not necessarily, but practice does make perfect. So the best way you can do this is to ensure that we create a space and an opportunity to connect. And the thing is, is that they have to be built in and intentional, While we're often inclined to begin a conversation suggesting what our spouse isn't doing for us, a more productive conversation would somehow begin with things like I'm feeling, you know, using these I'm feeling statements can help prevent your partner from feeling attacked and becoming defensive. So if you say something, I'll give you an example. For instance, I'm tired of you sleeping all night while I'm up every two hours with the baby. You would change the way you're talking, right? You and your spouse both want to be heard and understood. You want them to not become defensive. So the moment that you say you were sleeping through the night and I'm up every two hours with the baby, it's so much easier to change your wording and say, look, babe, I'm feeling really tired right now. And I really feel that if you would just get up one or two times a night, we would both be more rested tomorrow. Do you mind taking tonight's shift? Whatever that may be. I don't know. But the truth is, is that we don't want our partner to feel attacked because when they feel attacked, they're going to come back at us, right? So these honest conversations have to be a habit. And so what I want you to do from this step specifically is I want you to write down the ways that you think that you've been feeling and all these little things you've been building up in your brain on what your spouse is not doing, right? Or how your spouse is making you feel right now. Write it all down and then don't and sit down and figure out how you can reword those feelings into something that can be a really productive conversation and make sure that your spouse also has the ability to talk to you and you not get overly defensive in the way things are going. When you can communicate accurately together and you can have a solid conversation about what you both need, what the baby needs, what you guys need to do to make sure your relationship stays strong, you're going to both feel heard, you're going to both feel understood, and you're going to stay connected. So that's my homework assignment for number one. Which ways are you feeling attacked right now? Which ways are you feeling exhausted or you find yourself in your brain making up stories and complaining about, you know, in regard to your spouse? Write them out, reword it a little bit and say, how can I have an honest conversation with my spouse about this? Number two, you have to make sure that spending time together is a priority. I could go on a whole thing about making date nights a non-negotiable. And I will probably do an episode on that, you know, eventually in the future to help you guys with that with that. But the truth is, easy ways to keep the conversation going during new parenthood are basically as simple as just spending a little bit of time together without the baby, right? Going on walks together. Maybe the baby's napping in the stroller, you know scheduling time for things for you too when the baby's napping, right? Catch up when the little one goes to bed. I always make sure specifically that, you know, my phone, and I'm done with my phone at nine o'clock every single night. I put my phone down, baby's asleep. I'm in there with Zach. We make sure that we are spending time together every single night. 
you know, sharing stories from your day while washing the dishes, going on dates, being okay with leaving the baby with a sitter and breaking your routine, that's going to give you an opportunity to connect. And we all know y'all that it becomes really tedious when it comes down to being parents, especially if you're like me and you're home all the time, right? You have to figure things out. Like you have to find ways to get out and to spice it up and to break it up because you're going to get, you're going to lose your damn mind, right? And I know a lot of times that you think like that you don't have the time for date nights and you don't have the time to go do things. Maybe you can't get a sitter. My husband and I had Sutton in a pandemic. Date nights were extinct, not even, we weren't even allowed to leave the house. But now that the world has picked up again, date nights and going out are a non-negotiable. But right now for us, they rarely even involve leaving the house because we don't have any family that lives near us. But I'm telling you right now, when you date your spouse, when you spend time, there's intentional time in your day for your spouse, you're telling him or her that she is, he or she is a priority in your life, right? And there's going to be things that take up our time, like good things, obviously, that take up our time. But by dating each other on a regular basis, your marriage will be strengthened. You're going to feel loved. Your spouse isn't just there for you for tough times, but for good times too, right? You need to relax together. You need to enjoy each other. You need to make memories together. You don't have to go out and spend hundreds of hundreds of dollars and buy each other fancy gifts all the time. You can go on an indoor picnic. You can do an, you know, a game night or cooking class. Like, I don't know, like my husband and I love going to breweries and wineries and yes, Sutton has to come, but the breweries are so baby friendly. We set her up on a blanket. She plays with toys and we talk phones down. We talk, we communicate. And that's one of my favorite parts of the entire week because we need that connection. We need no technology. We need Kelsey and Zach time, not mom and dad time. We need time to look each other in the eye and say, you are still important to me. You are my number one priority. And I want to know what's happening in your life. The end. So making time together must be a priority. Number three is making sure that you're practicing gratitude to stay connected to one another. The thing is, is that When you say what your spouse is doing right, the more likely they're going to keep doing them. And the same thing goes for you too. You might not realize it, but when somebody tells you you do something good, you wanna keep doing it because small praise can go a long, long way. It's as simple as just looking at your spouse after he made you lunch and saying, hey babe, thanks for making me lunch today. That really helped me out. Hey babe, thanks for letting me take some time for myself last night. Hey, babe, thanks for getting up with the baby last night. I was so tired. Right now, if you can just get into that habit of looking at all the things that he is do- he or she is doing right, every single thing is going to change because no one wants to be told that they're doing something wrong all the time. And I mentioned that in number one, like the honest conversations need to be made a habit. But at the same time, if you're constantly saying, hey, I feel like you should be doing this X, Y, Z, Look, that doesn't do anything. The ego needs to be boosted. We need to remember that they do, our spouse does so much good. So remind them of that every once in a while, right? It's not hard to tell somebody when they do something good. We live in a world right now that is constantly telling us every single thing we're doing wrong. Every single damn thing we do wrong, we're made aware of it. So I don't want that to be, and I catch myself, I'm not perfect, okay? I catch myself doing this shit all the time and it makes me so mad 
because I'll hear myself say something that I know is just so rude and that does nothing for our relationship or nothing for him and it just tears him down and I get so mad. I get so mad and I'm like, Kelsey, no, that is not what you do to somebody. That's not how you treat somebody and you, it does no good for you to constantly tell somebody what they're doing wrong. So find ways to be grateful for each other. And that's going to be another homework assignment I have for you guys from this podcast. Take time to write down all of the incredible things your spouse did to help you this week or that your spouse did to make you feel special and then tell them, write sticky notes, put it all around your house. Let them know that you see what they're doing, Right? All right. So last thing, number four, um, before, when it comes to communication and making sure that your marriage is a priority, do not have conversations when you're frustrated. Okay. So basically in a nutshell, make sure you're calm before talking. As tough as it can seem to avoid lashing out in the moment, you must wait to share your feelings until you've cooled off. Find a time when you've had a moment to process. The thing is, guys, is that you are not going to get anything done when you're in a bad mood. When is the last time that you have had a conversation with somebody when you were royally pissed off and in your emotions and it went well? Probably never. Because once again, it makes somebody feel attacked, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure that when you have these conversations with your spouse and you're having these moments with your spouse that you're in a, you're calmed down. Maybe you're a little still frustrated, understandably, but you need to make sure that you're not in a position where you are ready to put on your boxing gloves and go at it. Because the thing is, guys, is that nothing is going to harm your marriage more than by constantly being angry, right? And going to bed angry. And the thing is, is your little one is watching you. I need you to understand when all else fails, All of us mamas, we are in this together. Our relationship with our spouse has a huge impact on our babies. And the one of the greatest gifts that you can give those babies is to model healthy communication. You're going to hear me talk about this all the time on this podcast. They are watching everything we do from a very young age. They are watching how mommy and daddy are interacting together. They're watching how we are communicating. They're hearing what we're saying to each other. And the thing is, is that I don't want my daughter to think that life is perfect because it is far from it. And I don't want her to think that we have this perfect marriage, but I want her to see that we are constantly working to make sure that we are going to be the best version. Because the thing is, is that There's no end game for me and my husband. There's no end game. There's no expiration date. We are in this for the long haul. And there are rough patches. There are rough seasons. And when change happens, it happens quickly. And it's so easy to get frustrated and angry and lash out at each other. But I will never, ever, ever turn my back on this marriage. I will always make sure that he is the first person that sees my face in the morning with a big old kiss that tells him I love you before we go to sleep. I'm going to make sure I'm that person. Guys, we need to change our mindsets around from the fact that our, once these babies are born, that our marriage is just, no, <laughs> it's, not gonna, it's not just like locked and loaded. 
And the biggest reason that marriages fail after children come into the picture is not because of the children. It's because we stopped working on our marriage. And our babies are watching this. Our babies are, I want my daughter to see that we're not perfect, but we try every single day to communicate effectively and that we love each other unconditionally. We might argue, we might be sassy with each other, and we are, don't get me wrong, but we spend time together and we prioritize each other and we go on vacations together and we leave her behind, even though we love her, but because we love each other too. This stuff is important. It is vital. So to recap this, guys, number one, make honest conversations a habit. Number two, make time together a priority. Number three, make sure you're practicing gratitude toward each other. And number four, always be calm before talking. This is vital. Think about it. What do you need to implement in your conversations and communication with your spouse today? Think about it. Take it all in. Make sure that you screenshot this. You tag me on Instagram. My handle is allthingskelsey. Go tell me what you got out of this. Let me see your list of the things that you're grateful for. I want to see all of it. Share this with your friends that need to hear it. This is so important. Marriage is such a huge part of being a new mom, such a huge part. And I want to make sure that I do my part in making sure you realize that. You all have an incredible week and we will talk soon.